and welcome to Sustainability Forward Podcast. I'm Antonia Banks-Graves, your host, and joining me today is Yesenia Silva Aguilar from the Central Valley Health Policy Institute. Today's episode is about healthcare policies and sustainability. But before we get started with any questions, I would like to go ahead and uh, give you a little bit of information about Yesenia. She is a research assistant at the California Valley Health Policy Institute at the California State University, Fresno. She has a Bachelor of Arts degree in Spanish and a Bachelor of Science degree in public administration. Yesenia was one of the grassroots representatives in California in the National Oral Health Progress and Equity Network, also known as OPEN. And through this role, she contributed to the national dialogue, the inequities and social determinants of oral health that underserve communities in the San Joaquin Valley experience. Welcome, Yesenia. Thank you so much for being a guest on today's show. And I will begin with our first question, which is, how long have you been with the Central Valley Health Policy Institute? And can you explain your role as the research assistant? Hello, good morning. Uh, well, thank You're you so welcome. much for having me. So uh, I've been with the Central Valley Health Policy Institute for five years. And um, through my role as a research assistant, I have provided um, support in many research projects that um, the Central Valley Health Policy Institute leads. Um, so at CVHPI, uh, the policy um, research is done in health issues that impact the health outcome um, disproportionately of underserved residents in the Central Valley. And this is done utilizing qualitative and quantitative methods, um, such as groups with local residents, residents and community leaders. Wow, that's awesome. Um, can you explain what the uh, COVID-19 equity project is to those of us that are not familiar with it? Yeah, of course. So this year, um, the Central Valley Health Policy Institute has been part of the COVID-19 equity project. And what this is, uh, is really a local project happening across Fresno County through which case investigation um, is being done of folks that tested positive with COVID-19 and also um, contact tracing, doing contact tracing. So this project um, is the collective result of a coalition of refugee and immigrant serving organizations, mission mm -hmm. of African-American serving organizations in Fresno County. They wanted to have a um, proposed um, a com comprehensive and community-centered approach to battle the spread of COVID-19 and support the most vulnerable members during the pandemic. So in addition to um, these, uh, through the project, we partnered with um, UCSF Fresno to provide COVID-19 tested and not cost to refugees, immigrants, African-Americans, and other vulnerable communities in Fresno County. And so all of this work was really possible with the support of the county of uh, Fresno and the city. Uh, and there's more. As part of the COVID-19 Equity Project, yes. uh, we provide health education, outreach, and support for, um, to apply for programs mm -hmm. uh, 
and this is being done uh, with um, more than in more than 12 languages wow. to assist people they are in quarantine and isolation. And so the project really builds an infrastructure for the delivery of culturally and linguistically appropriate approaches across the county. And the project started um, in September 2020, and this was funded through the CARES Act. Okay, well, thank you for uh, sharing that information. That was going to be my next question as to when the project actually started, uh, which is something that's really needed. Um, I didn't realize that it was uh, all these services that you provided, that your organization provides. Um, uh, this really came through together in such a um, short period of time, but it really happened through the collaborations of these coalitions that um, work in Fresno County. Isn't collaboration wonderful when it works out? Yes. Are there any uh, current or future health policies regarding sustainable health care? Um, so yesterday, actually, Congress passed the new COVID-19 relief package that is supposed to, um, you know, be to provide coverage until spring. So um, it's really essential as um, a couple, uh, we are a couple of days to deadline of many uh, protections to employees and families who've been heavily impacted by the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, some of the things that, that, you know, that are on the line has been like the renewal of federal uh, unemployment insurance, um, loans and grants for small businesses, uh, rental assistance and food assistance, mm -hmm. and uh, testing, tracing, and vaccine distribution. So these, um, we know the social determinants of health um, impact the health outcomes of our community. Yes. Providing housing, right, is healthcare right now. Providing protection for pay leave is really also healthcare because folks can really stay home uh, when there's those protections, uh, folks really can stay home, recovering and helping to stop the spread of the virus. Absolutely. Absolutely. What does the health equity component consist of? The uh, equity component of the pro program um, is of the COVID-19 equity project really is embedded through the structure of the program. Um, the program was designed to connect with hard to reach communi mm -hmm. communities due um, to the language and cultural barriers using the community healthcare, uh, um, health worker model. Um, also, it was meant to work as a bridge between the work the Fresno County Department of Public Health was leading through the contact tracing work in Fresno County. So in the Central Valley, we have a diverse community and many languages are spoken. So it was essential to deliver education and outreach about what COVID-19 is and how to stop um, uh, the spread of the virus, uh, utilizing approaches that resonate with our communities. And in partnership with the Feather Qualified Health uh, Centers, um, there has been, um, no cost COVID-19 testing done where com underserved communities live. So this uh, means rural communities across Fresno County, uh, specific neighborhoods that we know um, experience um, 
a lot of uh, lack of access to healthcare. Mm -hmm. um, and on addition to that, another example of equity um, uh, part of the project is the delivery of personal protection equipment to community where they work. So for example, the delivery of uh, PPE to farm workers at, at the fields during their working hours. So, um, and lastly, um, another component of equity has been providing financial support to community members to test the positive and qualify. And this is to cover some of their bills while they are completing their isolation and recovering. So really this has been with the goal to support um, our vulnerable communities mm -hmm. during hard times. And those vulnerable communities in the, are located in the Central Valley? Yes. So the Equity Project, it's um, happening uh, in all the rural um, communities in Fresno County and also our um, urban areas, right? Yes. Uh, north, south, central Fresno. Okay, that's, that's wow, that's nice. Um, a lot of information that uh, um, you're providing, that your organization is providing for our Central Valley residents. Based on the research that you have conducted regarding health policy, what do you think is the biggest challenge with healthcare? So there are many challenges with health <laughs> systems, uh, as we know. Um, but one of the challenges um, cited in previous studies um, by underserved residents has been um, accessibility and cost. So many of these issues are related um, to social determinants of health. And um, if we look closer, this means um, this um, is connected to a lack of um, structures for underserved communities. So um, this means that we need to look beyond the healthcare facilities, Absolutely. right? And really, and really look at the economical uh, mobility opportunities within our ba uh, black and brown mm -hmm. communities and communities. So, um, because this trickles to many other areas, such as housing accessibility, uh, medical care accessibility within the neighborhoods. So, um, and services delivered in, in a culturally and linguistically appropriate manner. So um, the pandemic has really let us see that underserved communities that are being impacted. Um, for example, across, According to the latest report of the, uh, of the deaths um, in confirmed COVID-19 mm -hmm. cases in Fresno County, 50% of deaths were Hispanic under the age of 64 years of age, uh, followed by non-Hispanic Asians. So um, we really need to continue to work in building the structures, the infrastructure, so our communities have opportunities, right, yes. within the neighborhoods, so they can, um, uh, have that support through the pandemic, but also beyond the pandemic. Wow, that's, that's amazing. Um, I would like to add that uh, public policies uh, can reduce barriers and they uh, create opportunities or provide incentives that influence the choices that impact uh, health sustainability. Uh, which divide, uh, excuse me, defines a vision for the future, which in turn helps to establish targets 
and points of reference for short and long-term, which sounds like what your organization is providing. Uh, additionally, health policy does help to clarify priorities. It establishes roles and expectations for different groups. And again, that is something that you, you just shared with us. Um, just to surmise it a little bit, uh, is there anything you would like to add about healthcare policies and healthcare sustainability? Um, well, I would like to add um, that healthcare policies really need to think about the implications in the individual. Mm -hmm. So during this pandemic, policies need to um, support working families, right, who many um, continue to work in order to be able to pay um, their bills and housing. And with this, the risk of um, contact, uh, you know, getting COVID-19 increases. So uh, we really need to think about those families and what their needs are and create policies and healthcare policies that are supporting them. So in regards to public health, um, I, I think there has to be a federal um, policies that invest in the surveillance infrastructure. So in addition to education, um, knowing who is sick and who was exposed to the virus through testing and no cost, also through case investigation and contact tracing is really essential in order to stop the spread of COVID-19. So um, this is only uh, possible with a robust investment from the federal government. Wow, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I really would like to commend your organization uh, for the work that you're doing. And also you as a research um, assistant, research is a large part of how we arrive at the decisions that we make. Um, and I have, uh, great admiration for people that do research. And so um, I would like to say, uh, keep doing what you're doing. It is making an impact and um, perhaps we can get you on another episode to talk more about what your, your organization is doing in our community here in the Central Valley and to Close with that um, this podcast has been um, sponsored by Elite Organizational Consulting. Thank you, Esenia. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome.